And let's say you're going to class if you're a student or you're going to um, your car after work or you're going to the store. Maybe you're just going to a different room in your house and you're like walking along and then you just get this notification. You're right over here and you're still walking and you're just looking at the phone and then you either like trip or bump into something. Have you guys ever done that before? Like when you're walking and then you just take your phone out and you're like looking. Maybe you even get to the place where you're there and you're like, what am I doing here? What am I, what am I looking for again? I forgot. And then you leave and then you're like, oh my gosh, yes, I forgot. You know, it's it, like, I'm sure I'm not the only one that has experienced that. What about this? This is a little bit like the worst to admit, but maybe you're driving, maybe those of us who have driven, you know, and we may be like, uh, oh, we're getting some convicted hearts in this place, aren't we? No, we're driving, and then we just get a notification, hey, maybe you're not even like, I'm not going to text, but I'm just going to look a little bit, you know, like whatever, and then you're looking, and then you, you kind of notice that you're swerving a little bit, and you're like, oh, okay, I got to get back into place, right? Let's, let's be honest here. Close your eyes and raise your hand. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I know we've, a lot of us have maybe done that, you know. We've been distracted on the road. We've been distracted walking somewhere because why? Why? What happens when we get distracted? Our, our what? Oh, well, yes, our phones. We get distracted with our phones, right? But that represents something. It represents when we take our eyes off of what's in front of us and we look at something else, Right? What happens? And the thing is, like, when we're driving and we're looking at our phone, sometimes it's not just a swerve. Sometimes, like, it could get worse. It could get very dangerous. And that's scary, you know? And I relate that to walking with the Lord, you know? I relate that with walking with the Lord when it comes to being distracted, when we're walking forward to Jesus, and all of a sudden something in our life catches our attention that's not of God. And what happens is we're walking this way, and all of a sudden we're looking down at our phone, and we, for, we don't see the red light. We don't see the stop sign. We don't see pedestrians walking. We don't see any of that. Why? Because our attention is not forward. It's not on the road, right? But it's on to something else. And sometimes our life could get that way. And the only person that we need to have our attention on is Jesus. And the thing is, maybe you're here and you don't understand, like, what does it mean to, like, have our attention on Jesus? Why does it make sense to have our attention on Jesus? Because Jesus, it says so in the Bible, that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life, right? He is the only way, the only truth, the only life. And nothing happens except through him. Like, our only way to have a relationship with the Father is through Jesus Christ. And, but when we get our eyes off of him, that's when we get distracted. That's when we lose focus. And the thing is, the enemy wants to distract you. He wants to steal your attention and your purpose, right? How does he do this? I, I, want, I want us to realize, like, okay, we're, we're talking about back at it. Why? We need to refocus ourselves. We need to refocus our attention unto God. But, like, what happened? You know, that's a, that's a question you have to ask yourself. How did I get out of it that I have to get back at it? That's what I want to talk about. Maybe you're here and, and summer has, like, messed you up. You know, I don't know, like, I, when I was in college, and whenever summer hit, and I would go back home sometimes, that would mess up everything. Why? Because I get out of this, this environment that I know the enemy, like, wants to do something and destroy me when I get out of that environment. And maybe distractions come, sin comes, lies that I start to believe. I don't know what it is. What 
shook you up this past summer, this past season, this past year? What is it? And that is what we need to realize that the enemy will use anything to steal our attention. He's going to use difficulties. He's going to use fears. He's going to use offense. He's going to use hurts and lies. He's going to use sin to cause you to fall out of it. Maybe you come, you're here, and you're like, oh, my gosh, like, I'm already starting the semester off on the wrong side, like, the wrong foot, you know. I'm, I'm starting this month off at the wrong way, and I just feel like I'm just behind, you know. I don't know if some, I feel like some of you feel that way where it's like, ugh, I didn't do what I needed to do. I feel so guilty. I feel so shameful. I feel like I, I'm behind. Everybody else is in front of me, ahead of me, and I'm just over here trying to make it, trying to get back in alignment with God. But I want to tell you something, that that's the enemy saying that it's your fault. That's the enemy trying to steal your attention away from you can get back into it. You can align yourself to God. And here's the thing. Distractions aren't only a negative thing, just so you know. The, he, the enemy doesn't just use negative things to distract you. You know, he could use blessings in a sense of like things that we perceive as blessings to steal our focus from God. I don't know, good things, uh, opportunities, anything. He could use anything to distract us from our perspective of looking at Jesus, you know? And so what today, what it means when you are saying focus on Jesus again, I believe that God wants to do something mightily through each and every one of y'all in this generation, through Wake, through this church, and the enemy doesn't want you to do it. But what God is saying is he wants to align you back with the kingdom of God so you could run forward with the purpose that he has for you. And I don't know if you know what your purpose is. We've been learning about it on Sunday. Um, but if you don't know what your purpose is, you're like, I'm over here. I have no idea what I'm supposed to be, what I'm supposed to do, what, where I'm supposed to go. Your number one purpose is to go and make disciples of all nations, to go and evangelize, to go and reach the lost so they could encounter the love of God, so they could encounter the gospel. And in Matthew 28, 18 through 20, I think we have this here. Oh, wait, no, just kidding, we don't. That's the, that's the scripture all about God saying, go. You know, it's the Great Commission, right? Have you guys heard of that, that part of the Bible? The Great Commission is to go, you're being sent to go and make disciples. And today... I'm, God is calling each one of us to go. Go to your campus, go to your work, go to the store, go to wherever it is that you're, you're doing every day, and to go and make disciples. You are called to be sent into the world and make disciples. But maybe you've been out of alignment with God the past month, the season, the year. God wants to fix that. So let's turn to the scripture Today, it's in 2 Corinthians 4, 15 through, through 18. You may recognize this because we actually read it recently in our Bible reading. If you aren't on our Bible reading plan, just jump on it. It's the best thing ever. And we're going to talk about more of that later. But 2 Corinthians 4, 18, I mean 15 to 18. All of this is for your benefit. And as God's grace reaches more and more people, there will be great thanksgiving, and God will receive more and more glory. 
That is why we never give up. That is why we never give up. Turn to someone and say, don't give up. Turn to somebody else and say, don't give up. Okay, point to yourself and say, don't give up. Because sometimes we're in a situation where we just want to give up, you know? Because things get hard. You know what? Life gets hard. Sometimes life sucks, you know? Life sucks. We all go through stuff that just sucks. But God says in his word, he strictly says here, that is why we never give up. Though our bodies are dying, our spirits are being renewed every day. For our present troubles are small. They're what? Small. They're, 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 they're teeny tiny compared to God, you know. But sometimes we look at him with a magnifying glass and we're like, gosh, our troubles are horrible. They're way bigger than me. But God says that they are what? Small. We need to train our minds to, to remember that the troubles we're facing today, no matter how big the world says it is, to God, they are small because he is bigger. We understand that? So whatever it is that you're facing today, you need to start declaring that this is a small a problem towards God. It may be big to me, but it's small to him, and I'm going to embrace and hold that truth. So... For our present troubles are small and won't last very long, yet they produce for us a glory that vastly outweighs them and will last, what? Forever. So we don't look at the troubles, so we don't look at the troubles we can see now. Rather, we fix our gaze on things that cannot be seen. What does that mean? We fix our eyes. We turn our eyes to the things that cannot be seen. For the things we see now will soon be gone, but the things we cannot see will last forever. What are they talking about there? They're talking about Jesus. He's talking about turning our eyes to Jesus, to eternity, to the eternal purpose and promise that God has for us. Focus. This is the key to getting back at it. We need to focus. Focus doesn't mean like, like, I don't know, like sometimes we have a wrong perspective of focus, like we're just like, maybe we're not capable or we feel dumb or we're not, we're not able to do it. But focus just means aligning yourself. Focus just means turning your perspective somewhere else, you know. It's like, it's really zoning into something. This is key. And fixing our eyes on Jesus is eternal. This takes intention. It takes grit. It takes perseverance. It takes dying to yourself. It takes a lot of hard work, but it's totally worth it. The thing is, there is temporary, right? That's what it says in the, in the scripture, what we were talking about. It says there is temporary. It's temporary. What's temporary? The troubles that we face. The issues that you may be carrying. The situation you may be in, it's temporary. As, as Even though maybe you've been dealing with this, this issue or this lie for a long time, in reality of the kingdom of God, it is temporary. But what's eternal? Jesus is eternal. The kingdom is eternal. His word is eternal. Temporary things leave us high and dry. Anyone like, like roller coasters here? 
Anyone ride roller coasters? I'm putting my hand down because I don't, okay? But I know that that, that feeling of fear, because I've ridden one or two in my life, but anyways, uh, that fear of going on the roller coaster doesn't last forever. You know, you're just on there and that, that, that gut feeling of when you go on the drop and then like your stomach is like out your throat waving at everyone. It's like, it's like, it, it, it doesn't last forever. It's temporary. And that's how it is in this earth. That's how it is in our life. That it's just a moment of time and then all of a sudden it's done. That's how our life is like. It's like a vapor. That's what God says. It's a vapor, you know. And, and that's temporary, but God is eternal. And he wants us to fix our eyes on things that are eternal. Why? Because that never runs out. It's in its name. Eternity is eternal. It's never ending, never stopping, you know. It always continues. It never rots. It never gets mold. It never gets gross. It's always alive and moving, and it's there. So here's the thing. I know you may be hearing about this, and you're like, oh, my gosh, like, what do I do about my problems? I am not telling you to ignore the problems or pretend we don't have any. Because here's the thing, we all have problems, right? Some of us have more problems than other people. Some of us are the problem. But anyways, it doesn't matter. We have problems, okay? We all have problems. And we all have to realize you're not the only one that has a problem, okay? I am not the only one that has a problem. That's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying ignore it and forget about your problems. No, like God cares about that. God cares about that, and that's why he dealt with it on the cross. That's why he wants to continue to have your life and to lead you and to guide you. The thing is, in the midst of our problems, who is higher? Is it our issue or God? That's what matters. Who are we fixating our attention to? The problem or God? You know, we need to realize our attention and our eyes. We got to start realizing, where are we looking? You know, like, what are our eyes doing? Or, what, like, where are we looking? Are we looking at Jesus? And it doesn't work if our eyes are like this. You know, we're not created to do that. And maybe some of y'all have the talent to do that. But, like, no, we can't just have one eye on Jesus and one eye on the issues that we have. It's either one or the other. You have to pick. I just want to let you know this. If you pick problems, that means you're putting them above God. And you're saying they are God to you. We cannot have anything above God in that sense. So all I'm saying is we all have problems. God knows our problems, but God is the only one that could take our problems. But the only way we do that is if we take our eyes away from our issues, the things we lack, the situation, and focus it and fixate our gaze on Jesus who is eternal. Because our problems are what? Are they eternal? It may feel like they are, but they're not. They're temporary. Like, that is the truth. I know some of us here may be feeling it's like, Psh, they're not temporary. I've been feeling this my whole life, and I don't think I'm ever going to stop feeling this. I just want to let you know that's a lie from the enemy. The enemy is trying to let you believe that you can never get through this, that you can never get over depression, anxiety, fear, insecurities, that sin that you're dealing with, the, the lack of provision, whatever it is. The enemy is trying to tell you that you cannot get over that. But what God is saying is that you, you don't have to get over that because I already took it. And I'm taking you with me, but I need you to go with me. I need your attention. So we need to focus on eternity today. So how do we focus on eternity? 
I have three points that are going to help you focus your attention. And the reason why I felt like this was important for us to talk about with our focus is because God is going to use you this year. God wants to use you this year. And God is looking for those who's ready, whose hearts are ready to be used by him. You don't have to be perfect. You don't have to have all your eggs in the basket. You don't have to have everything straightened up in your life. You just have to say yes to God. And today we're going to learn how to focus and put our eyes on him. So, how to focus on eternity. Number one, and I think it's the most important thing, is we got to make the time. Who in here has more than 24 hours a day? Raise your hand. Nobody. Who in here has 24 hours a day? Raise your hand. If you didn't know that, you have 24 hours a day. <laughs> Learn something new every day. So here's the thing. We all have the same amount of time. But we all use our time differently. Right? But what do you do with that time? That is what matters. How do you make the time to focus on God? What's taking up all your time? Maybe you're already thinking about it, right? You're already thinking about it. It's like, oh, God, I'm doing all this, and, and I'm not able to pursue God in this because I'm putting all my time here. Or it's like, oh, I don't even know what I'm doing with my time. I'm just sitting around being lazy. I don't know. Like, whatever, whatever you do. Figure out what you're doing with your time. But in order to focus on eternity, we have to make the time to focus, to turn our eyes towards Jesus. When we're driving down the road, you know, we have a choice every time our phone makes, has a notification, right? And we're, we either look at it and when we start texting, but then our eyes are not on the road. And what happens, we may miss a light. We may miss our turn. We may do something we may regret, you know? And the same way is when we, when we don't put our attention and our time on Jesus, like our life gets out of order. Chaos starts to happen. Who knows what we may be missing, what we may be not seeing because our eyes are not on Jesus. But we have to make the time. And the way we do this is we have to put him first. There's something called priority. And when you prioritize God and you put him first, Everything else will fall into place. But sometimes what we do is we put all the big rocks. Have we heard this analogy before where, like, you put big rocks in and then all the little ones later. But then all, what are considered your big rocks in priority? Sometimes we'll put school in first into our jar as a big rock. Maybe we'll put job, our job and making money and making sure we're paying the bills first before God. Maybe we put our relationship and our desires and anything like that first before God. And then what we do is we see our jar kind of filled up and we're like, okay, where does God fit in that? I just want to let you know that is completely wrong. We're not supposed to fit God into the things that we're doing in our day. We're supposed to fit the things that we do in life into God. We're supposed to put God first. And when we make time for him, our focus starts to drift away from the issues and the problems that we, we make. And we start looking to God. And how do we do this? You need, there's, there's, when we're following Jesus, maybe you're here, you, you have never, you don't even know what it means to follow Jesus, but following Jesus is a relationship. And a good relationship requires communication, 
It requires spending time together. It requires that kind of stuff. And it's the same exact thing with God. How much time do you spend with Jesus? How much do you talk and communicate with Jesus? And not only that, how much do you allow him to speak to you? So two things I always say. You need to read and you need to pray. Oh, gosh, like, RJ, I've heard this all the time. You guys talk it about all the time. But it's because it's the most important thing ever when it comes to your relationship with God. You have to read the Bible. You have to read the Bible. Why? If you want to know more about God and you want to open your heart towards God, you have to read every day. Not when you feel like it. Sometimes There are sometimes I don't feel like reading the Bible, okay? Oh, my gosh, like, RJ doesn't feel like reading the Bible sometimes. It's true. You know, uh, humans don't feel like, you know, sometimes we don't feel like doing something. Sometimes I don't feel like reading the Bible, but I, I force myself to. I discipline myself to. Why? Because I know I need it. Just like I know I need water, I need food. Boy, do I need food. You know, like I need these things as much as I need the word of God. You know? If you're thirsty, you're not just going to go on your merry day and just be like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to drink anything. I'm just going to be all parched and like, can't breathe, can't talk. No, you're going to get water. You're going to get water. If you are lacking something in your life and you need a touch from God, you're going to go to the word of God. That's where it is. That's how you stay, like, fulfilled and filled with the presence of God, okay? So we need to read and pray every day. When you do this, you will start to think about God more. You will start to talk to him more. You're going to start to love him more. You're going to start to see God move in your life more. I don't know about you. Maybe you're here and you're like, man, I wish I could hear God more. Or like, I wish I could just feel God more. Start with this. Start by making time. Because when you make time, you start to see Jesus. You start to focus on Jesus. And just a little you know, to touch base here before we go to the next point. What you make time for is what's priority in your life. So if you think like, oh, I don't have, like, is Je Jesus is a priori priority to me, but you only, like, come to church once a week or you barely read your Bible or anything like that, you could shift that. You could change that and see God move in powerful ways when you put him first. I encourage you guys to do that. Because it is life changing. So first one is make the time. Second one is eliminate distractions. And this is a big one because we're like, I think I'll just focus more on God and then keep focusing the same on the things that, are, that I'm doing in my life, you know. But it's not like that. It's, the question is, what is stealing your attention and your focus from Jesus? What is it? What is causing you to say, oh, I won't read today. It's fine. Oh, I can't make it to church. It's okay. Or I don't need to pray this time. It's fine. Oh, I don't need to go to discipleship group. I don't need to go to wake. It's fine. What is causing you to say that? What is causing you to get away from the things of God that he's doing in your life? Is it your own personal agenda? You're, you're like hanging out with friends? Is it... Um, other responsibilities, I don't know, is it money? What is it? What is it that's causing you to say no to the things of God and yes to the things of this world? And not, I'm not saying all these things of this world is like bad for you, okay? Because we all need a job. Don't be bums, you know. We all need a job. We all need to make money to live, to pay the bills. You know, don't mooch off of people, okay? We all need to pay the bills, all right? But what I'm saying is if you just 
if you replace God with all of that to make sure you get money, that's an indication that's saying, okay, you're not putting God first in that area of your life. So we need to eliminate distractions. I'm not saying stop working. No, it's like what is causing you to say no to the things of God? What is causing you to not, here, here's something practical. What about this? What about your phone? Social media. All up in social media. It's like I'm, I, I wake up first thing I do, okay. Who liked my post? What did they say? Did they respond to my message? Oh, how dare they? They have not seen my message. And I sent it two minutes ago. You know, I don't know what, it, what if we're putting this too much ahead of God and that's distracting us. We need to know what is distracting us from Jesus. It reminds me of the story of Peter and the storm. You guys heard the story before? This is where like Peter and his disciples were in the boat and they're just like, I don't know why, trying to just go through the storm and they all of a sudden see Jesus in the distance walking on water and then, and then Peter is like, Jesus, if, if you want, just call me out and I'll walk on water, you know, because he's ambitious like that. And so he like steps out and he starts walking on water. What a miracle. But he starts to drift his perspective away. He starts to look at what? The waves and the winds that are blowing around him. And all of a sudden he's like, help me, I'm sinking. Jack, don't let go. You know, it's like, and it's, I don't know what happened. And he just starts to sink. And Jesus is like, you cannot take your eyes off of me. That is why you start to sink. And, the issue, and, and what that represents to me is the distractions in our life. We start to look at these things, the winds and the waves and, and the voices that are speaking to us and our friends and, and the career and, and our future and money and all of these. And we're looking and looking and looking and then we stop looking at Jesus because everything else is distracting us. But when we eliminate distractions, that doesn't mean stop doing it. It means stop turning your eyes to those distractions. Sometimes there are distractions. You know, having kids, you can't just, like, tape their mouth to tell them to be quiet. You know, they're always going to talk. But sometimes you just got to cook that food, and you got to make sure that they eat, and they don't know. And they're like, no, no, I don't want that. And they just start talking and distracting you, but you have to choose to be like, I'm going to make this food because we all have to eat kind of thing, you know. And the same thing is, like, sometimes distractions will not shush. Distractions will not stop. But are you going to submit to that distraction or submit to the Lord? And it goes to our next point, you know, which is choose lordship. The thing is, when these distractions are in our life, is it sin? Is it people? Is it selfish desires? I want to say something, too, especially to the students. Like, school and grades are great. But when you put that above God, that's dangerous. And then for those of us who aren't in school but we're working, if we start to put work and money ahead of God, that's dangerous. That's when it becomes a distraction. It's when we start putting it ahead of God and we start to say, oh, no, to the things of God. Oh, I can't read right now. It's fine because I have to do my homework or, like, go to extra, extra credit or anything like that. I'll read tomorrow, and then tomorrow comes, oh, I'll read tomorrow. Or, and the, you know, it's like it's a snowball effect. But that being said, from submitting to distractions or submitting to Jesus, that's where we have to do point number three, which is choose lordship. Submission is key. Obedience is key. 
And the thing is, obedience is very powerful in the kingdom of God. 1 Samuel 15, 22 says this. But Samuel replied, what is more pleasing to the Lord, your burnt offerings and sacrifices or your obedience to his voice? Listen, obedience is better than sacrifice. Submission is better than offering the fat of rams. God wants your yes. He wants your obedience. He wants your submission. He wants you to declare him Lord over your life. And sometimes that's what we forget about the gospel. We think the gospel is only about Jesus has saved us. But God didn't just save us to be saved. He saved us so we, he could be Lord over our life. It doesn't just stop of God saved us from our sins because sin is what separates us from God. And he sent, he was so gracious and loving that he sent his one and only son, Jesus, to die on the cross for us. Right? And, and, to, and what was needed to cover the, the amount of sin that the world had, that we had, was innocent blood. And that was Jesus because he was born as a baby. He was a human. He wasn't just this God that showed up. He was first a baby and he lived life the way we were living life. And he, he was sinless. And he was the only one that could take all of our sin. Take it upon himself, nail it to the cross, and die for us in our place. Because the, the wages of sin is what? It's death. He took our place and died for us. And not only, and that's where people, you know, we, 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 we accept the Lord. Maybe you're here and you've never experienced God through the cross. And you want to take him into your heart and call him your savior. But what sometimes people forget is he's not only our savior, but he's our Lord. And there's a lordship involved to our relationship with God. And lordship means I submit to you. Lordship is, it's not what I want or how I feel, it's what you say, God, and I'm, I, I'm saying yes. You know, you don't go to a job, I hope you don't, you don't go to the job and it's like, okay, I, I want this job and I'm going to do what I want. It's like, oh, you're okay, you know, it's like, I'm sorry, that doesn't work, so we're going to look for somebody else. You know, it, it's like, we don't go to a job and, and do what we want. We know what, what, who's in charge, you know, and the same thing is with God but with an eternal purpose, that God is in charge. Why? To live for him and to love him. So we need to understand when we choose lordship, that's when we submit and obey, and that helps us turn our eyes. What, what does submitting to his lordship do? It takes us away from our selfishness. It teaches us how to die to ourselves. You know, we're like, sometimes we just want to do the things we want. But God is saying, if you submit to me, I'm going to teach you my ways. I'm going to teach you how to live for me. That is lordship. Another tip when it comes to being in lordship, to know you're really in lordship, you got to be in the light. What does that mean? you got to live in the light. Like the enemy loves to live in darkness and to work in darkness. He can't work where there's light. So you need to always constantly be in the light. How do you do that? Through the word, through worshiping him. You know, confessing, being open. These are, these are things that are crucial when it comes to choosing lordship. He wants to use you, but that's not all. He just wants you. And he just wants your yes. And that's what changes a life. And that's what helps us focus. What is it that you're submitting 
your yes to instead of Jesus. You could change that today. You could change that yes to Jesus. So that's make the time, eliminate distractions, and choose lordship. As we close in a, in a minute, I just the question is like, what got us out of line right now? What got us out of position to focus in? What got us out of posture and alignment with Jesus? What happened this summer? What happened this past month? What happened this year? What happened? That's what you have to come to realize, like, this is, this is what took me away. And maybe some of you are here are feeling like, I can't do this. You know, I, I, I'm, I started off with the, on the wrong foot, but God is saying, you could do this starting today. You could get your life in order and, and back at it. All you need to do is focus on Jesus. We need to, like it says in 2 Corinthians, fix our gaze onto him. We need to point our eyes unto him. God is calling us to keep our eyes on him. It's time to pursue eternity and not temporary things. It's time to make time for God in our everyday life. It's time to eliminate distractions in our life. It's time to say yes and choose to submit to God's truth and obey his truth. What we're going to do, we're just going to have the worship team come back up. But I want you guys just to focus on this. Like, turn your eyes on him. Why don't we all just stand to our feet? And what we're going to do, what I hear God saying, some of us here are, have realized I haven't been making time for Jesus. I haven't been putting him in priority you know, I haven't been reading, I haven't been praying, I don't know. Maybe some of you here have so many distractions, so much white noise in your life, so many voices speaking to you. And God wants to change that situation in your life. Maybe you're here dealing with lordship. You're not choosing lordship. So what we're going to do, let's just close our eyes, let's bow our heads, and let's just focus onto Jesus. We just turn our attention to you, God. God, we just worship you. We, we, just, we just focus our attention unto you, Jesus. And I pray, I pray right now, Jesus, that you will speak the truth to us, Father. That you will just speak truth to us, Father. I pray, Lord, that you will just reveal what areas in our life that we are not making time for you. Look, I, I know we all have issues. And I know in the beginning of service I said, what, what are those things that you're dealing with right now, today, that you're thinking of? That thing that is stealing our attention and, and our focus, that has messed us up this past season, this past summer, this past year, Whatever it is, God wants to encounter you in this moment. The way this is going to work is if we position ourselves to focus on him. And one of the best ways we do that is through worship. Is when we worship Jesus. 
So what we're going to do before we start singing this song just to worship him again. If any of these points related to you that you're, you're let's start with this. If maybe you feel like you have backslid and you've stepped out of it. You've, you've struggled with a few things this past summer. You feel guilty. You've started off wrong in this season, this semester. Maybe that's you. Maybe you're here and you're not making time for God. Maybe you're here and, and you're too distracted with other things that are happening in your, in your life. Maybe you're here and you're not submitting to his lordship. Let's just continue to close our eyes and bow our head. It starts with Jesus. If any of that relates to you, there are two things that need to happen. The first thing that needs to happen is you need to make Jesus your Lord and Savior. You need to accept him into your heart. You need to choose him above all things in this world. And you need to say yes to the gospel because what he has done for you is what saved us from eternal separation from, from the Father. But he, he has put us into it, eternal relationship with our Father. If you're here and, and you've realized that there's sin in your life, God is calling you to take a step towards him. The answer, the first answer is you need to make Jesus your Lord and Savior. And if that's you and you're saying here today, I need to change my life by making him my Lord and Savior. I need to choose him above this world. I need to repent of my sins if that's you, just raise your hand real quick and just say, I, I just need to change my life. I just need to change my life. All right, if that's you, we're just going to pray for that too. But what we're going to do also, if you're here too, and maybe you're saying, yeah, I accepted Jesus into my heart already. But I'm not making time for him. I am too distracted with the things in my life. I am, I am choosing my own lordship and not submitting to Jesus' lordship in every area of my life. If any of that relates to you, just lift your hand real quick and say, that's me. I want to change that. All right? What I want to do, what I want us to do, and don't be afraid of this. I want us to, if you rose your hand, whether you, you, you want to make Jesus your Lord and Savior, or you want to change one of these things that we talked about, making time, Choosing submission to him. Eliminating distractions. Just come to the front real quick. We're going to pray, but we're also going to worship. Don't be afraid. Come on, let's just come to the front. What we're going to do, the, the solution is to, to worship God. The solution is to worship Jesus. And even if you didn't raise your hand, but you just want to worship him and change some areas in your heart, just come step up to the front. We're just going to worship Jesus. Let's just focus our attention to him.